Hey, what's going on, you guys? Ooh, I'm Dave Helmbrecht, and this is the Dave Cast. Thank you for joining me. Uh, hopefully, you guys make it through the whole thing. It wasn't bad. It was a lot of rambling on my part. We get into the ice fishing tournament that me and my boy Mike did. Speaking of that, have you guys ever heard of 22 a Day Outdoors? Yeah, 22 a Day Outdoors is veterans taking veterans fishing for free. It's therapy. It's getting outside in the outdoors. It's trying something new or you getting back to something you used to love. Maybe you used to love go fi- going fishing, but your disability, your age, financially, something is setting you back from doing it or you just don't have somebody to go out with. My buddy Mike, he will take you out. If you're not a veteran, uh, he you take you out fishing too. He's going to charge you a little money, a little bit of money. Not bad, right? He deserves it. Mike is a good guy, man. I th- on this podcast, I get into... Uh, what it's like being a good guy. And it's hard for me to admit that I'm a good guy because I have terrible self-esteem. And that re- and that comes from like being beat up from, I beat myself up for so long for all the bad shit I've done. And I'm trying to make up for it now. I'm doing a lot better, you guys. I really am. Oh God, there we go. 22 A Day Outdoors, you guys. He's got a Facebook page. Go check it out. Uh, that's, and if you need to hit him up, you can hit me up too. Uh, or, you know, go through, go through Mike on Facebook as I think is his one way of doing it right now, but. He's got to get a website. He's got to get like a, a number, his phone. I'm mean, sure his personal phone number. I don't know if he'd want to put it out there though. Anyway, 22 a day outdoors, you guys. You, I'm telling you, this is how the whole podcast went. I can't fucking stay on track at all. I'm like super manic right now. Like I want to be out snow blowing. I want to be outside. I want to be doing shit. And I got to sit down and do this. I got to, I actually just got to chill. I can't, I can't, I'm no fucking spring chicken anymore, man. I got all these fucking issues and I got to like, I don't want to stop moving, but I have to sometimes. You got to take a break. In the last couple of days, snow blowing shit, that shit's been rough. I feel good though. I feel all right. I really do. Once this fucking thing on my leg heals up completely, hopefully I have no more issues. I can be more consistent with the gym. Oh, the gym? What gym, Dave? You go to a gym? Wait, you coach at the gym? Like I could go there and learn wrestling, grappling, self-defense. Oh man, you even box? You even got hands on you? Of course I got hands, dog. Of course I got hands. Get into Combat Cardio Club. My boy Victor. Uh, we got Ben up in there. Is there any coaches I missed before? My boy AJ. Seen him the other day. He's so sexy. And then, uh, fuck, I don't know. There's coaches everywhere. Nate Rubin comes in there, the fucking pro boxer. I sparred with him once and he beat the brakes off my face. Ha! <laughs> I love it. Combat Cardio Club, you guys. Dyke Avenue here in Grand Forks. Uh, he's got a face. I don't know if my, you have a Facebook page, Vic. I don't know. Hit me up, hit Vic up, figure it out. Uh, combat cardio club. Uh, learn your, learn some boxing, learn some kickboxing, learn some Muay Thai, learn some wrestling, learn some grappling. We got it all. If you want to be a fighter, uh, come check us out. We'll help you out. We won't beat you up. I promise. And also another gym in town, progressive martial arts, who I, I love. I trained there for years. It was my first MMA gym. Uh, I need to go by and I need to stop by someday and check it out and just say hi. Uh, he does an 11 o'clock class now. I might, I'm going to swing by and just hang out at it maybe. That's what I need to do. My biggest regret, and like I think I've said on here before, is I, when I injured my neck, like I, don't, I shouldn't have left the gym. I should have kept coming back. But I went into crisis mode and, and I, just, I didn't handle it well. So I'm like, catch it, check it, change it. Next time I start spiraling out of control, I need to stick with it. Like, there are nights I don't want to go to the gym, and Vic hits me up, and he's like, bro, I need your help. And I really don't want to go, but when I do go, I feel better. And I'm just glad I went. I don't know. 
so is this the podcast, Davis? Intro. We're gonna do the intro, and this is gonna mix. We're gonna mix right into the podcast. I still don't have my opening on. I keep forgetting to get my opener from the computer. My uh, my computer at Davies. Anyway, uh, I said progressive martial arts. Ken, Josh, um, shout out Jeremy Such, Jeremy Powder. Um, said he listens all the time. I love it. I love it. I really do. Dude trains his ass off, and I'm so glad he found. I'm so glad you found jujitsu, dude. It's fun, isn't it? It's awesome. Uh, I definitely need to get back into PMA and just hang out with you guys. Uh, I've been putting a lot of my time into snow blowing, into the foster dogs and my dogs, and getting him at Combat Cardio Club and helping out Vic. I love that Vic hit me up back in the day, and he keeps me going, man. He just, if I'm not there, man, he checks up on me and he tries to get me in because it's so easy just to not go. It's so easy to not do it. So easy to not go ice fishing. It's just so easy to do nothing. So you got to step it up and get out and go and do it. And look at me being Mr. Fucking Motivational Poster today. Blah. Just kidding. Just kidding. <sighs> I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, 22 Day Outdoors, Combat Cardio Club, Progressive Martial Arts. All here in Grand Forks. Check them out. Uh, Dave's podcast one at gmail.com you guys if you want to be on the podcast or you want to hit me up give me some feedback ask a question something you want me to talk about on the podcast please do so also Dave's podcast on Facebook is the, is, uh, the Facebook group page and Dave Helmbrick on Facebook funny welder on Instagram that's about it you guys thank you so much for listening and uh, enjoy the podcast I am out hey what's up everybody oh welcome back to the podcast Oh man, it's 10 degrees outside today, meaning it's fucking nice out. I am probably going to take the dogs out for a ride and a walk today. Yes, don't fucking look at me like that. They fucking all poke their heads up when they hear certain words. And does anybody else feel like their dogs follow them around and like you're like the source of their happiness? I mean, in a way, you really are, no matter what, because, like, when they're in the house, like, what really makes them happy? They have a comfortable place to nap around. They got some chew toys, some chew bony things. They're actual bones. And then uh, and then you, right? You know, I wrestle with them in the house. We run around and play sometimes in the house. But uh, I guess more like they like if you're sitting on the couch and they cuddle you, you know, they're fulfilling their uh, their social drive or whatnot. Pack drive, you call it. Whatever. And yeah, we still have. <laughs> so Cedar here, our most recent foster, is 65 fucking pounds. And they think she's only like six to eight weeks. Six. They actually think she's eight to nine months old, I believe, is their estimate. So we could just, let's just put her at a year. And she's just a big ass puppy. <laughs> but she's doing so much better when she first got here. First got here, she, and it's always like that. You know, for a dog, it's got to be very traumatizing. A new home, uh new place to be at other animals there we have other dogs here uh you know when we first get the dogs we try to just put them in a kennel for a while at the beginning i know it doesn't sound nice but it's good for them to decompress and just kind of get a feel for the, the new house new sense the new everything you know it's just an overload for dogs especially ones coming from the places that these dogs come from uh, like cedar is outside or the outside dog or left outside or or whatever and that still shows she loves to be outside with it being 10 degrees today, she'll probably be outside most of the day. And I check on her all the time. I'm like, you want to come in? She just stares at me or she barks at me and wants to play this stupid game. But I don't, I don't play that game. 
When I say come in, you come in. And we're working on it, though. Like I said, work in progress. And hopefully uh, somebody wants a big fluffy dog to adopt. I'm worried that she's not going to get adopted right away and we're going to have her for a while. I'm, I'm not worried. Like, she's not a bad dog to have around. Uh, she just, she'll start chewing on random shit. Like she can't just sit there and not chew on something. She'll just turn around and start chewing on the couch cushion that she's sitting on. Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> she's kind of, like I said, she's a pup. <coughs> Who? <coughs> throat feels scratchy today, you guys. Throat is scratchy. Let me take a drink of my coffee and then we'll get into what, oh no, let's get into, let me finish what I was talking about. The dogs, how if I stand up to go to the bathroom, it's like they all get up and like follow me to the fucking bathroom. And like, I don't know if every time you stand up, they're like, oh, are we going to get a treat? Oh, dad's up. Are we going to get to go for a ride or a walk or go, you know, or even go outside? And it's like they all got to be in the same room as me. Not always, though. River and Bailey will sleep upstairs or down here and not be in not be in the same room but uh oh yeah but cedar she's attached to your side all the time and we taught her to sleep on the floor she's too fucking big to be in our bed enough fucking dogs in our bed so we trained her to sleep on the floor and she's actually doing really good with it and then i felt bad last night at whatever time in the middle of the night i let her get into bed and she is, she's awesome to cuddle with. She's huge and furry and fluffy. Like her, the hair, she's got like this down, she's got like this longer hair down the top of her back, like a golden retrievers type hair. And then all on the sides, it's a little shorter, but it's like way softer, like puppy hair maybe. It is, she, it is, she is, she's super fluffy and fun. But I brought her in the bed with me and she's all cuddled up to me laying. She'll lay her like neck over your neck and it's cute for a little bit, but we're laying there and she's doing good, but then she just can't not want to start biting at my hands or biting at something or pawing at my fucking face and like almost scratching my eyes out because it's pitch black. I don't see her about to fucking smack me in the face. Well, so we taught her to sleep on the floor and she's doing really good with it. Like when she started, she was too much for the bed. I pushed her out of the bed. And I go, go lay down. And she just, I think she laid on my side of the bed for a while. And then she went over to her side and she's doing really good too. I wake up a couple of times, sometimes to pee in the middle of the night, drink a lot of water, get up to pee. And I walk right past her and she doesn't follow me or anything. So she's doing really good with that in that department. Uh, sometimes I wish we'd have trained our dogs to sleep on the floor. Or they make those at the end of your bed. Uh, you get like, a, what do people put at the end of their beds? Like a big chest, right? A chesticle. And they put like a dog bed on top of it. So they can their dog will sleep on top of that. Uh, if the dog slept at the foot of the bed, I wouldn't mind it so much. Uh, Bailey's got to sleep under the blankets. And she has got to be c- touching somebody. And then River uh, isn't too bad. She sleeps on top of the cover. So when you try to like... Pull more covers if you don't have enough. Like you're trying, you have to pull the weight of the dog with the fucking covers. And then once they're sleeping, dude, you like push them and they just become dead weight or they actually push back harder to try to take. It's just, it's, I actually think that is something to do when, when they were puppies. When they're puppies, they're always fighting over probably the warmer spots. They're fighting over the boobies, <laughs> mama's teats, nipples. I don't know. I shouldn't have called them boobies. That was weird. But they're fighting over teats. Is that what they? Is that like the proper term 
for a cat's or a cat or a dog's boobs, whatever, an animal's whatever. <laughs> Don't know what I'm doing today, everybody. It's Monday. I'm getting a podcast out for you guys. Lay down. You guys are fucking nonstop moving. Well, that's the dog stuff. Let's get into me and Mike went ice fishing. Yes, I went ice fishing again. He keeps talking me into going. And once you're out there and you're set up and you have the heater running in your little shack, it's it's not as bad. Uh, I've been using those. They're like the hand warmers that like ignite. They ignite. They uh, activate when you open them up and uh they last eight to ten hours whatever and some they have the ones you can put in your pockets and just wherever you can put them anywhere really but now they have the boot ones and you peel these things off and they stick to the bottom the toe of your boot the bottom of the toe of your boot and those help so much on really really cold days especially ice fishing i feel like no matter what boots i have ice fishing like i'm standing on the ice and it's like it's just cold your boots get wet and i don't know well, anyway, Mike signed us up for the Laramore Dam Ice Fishing Tournament. Pretty small lake. Uh, it's got northerns, perch, crappie, walleye, uh, a couple different kind of bass, a couple different kind of crappie too. There's black and white crappie in there. So with it being such like a such a, a small little body of water there, there's actually a lot of different fish in it, and I think that has a lot to play, a lot to a lot to do with. Uh, I can't put words together today, you guys. It has a lot to do with the flooding and all the all the river systems and the water and all the they all get connected at some point when it floods every year. So the fish move around and they're in. That's the cool part. All these little bodies of water, like the coolies and stuff, right outside of town, have got some pretty cool fish in them. Or just they have more fish in them than you would think. Like we were pulling out these fat ass perch out of that one coolie, and I was so surprised. I'm like, man, there's perch in here like this. But I think people kind of found out about it and they got kind of fished out pretty quick because they just we went out there. Never really caught anymore. Sad, 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 sad. Back to the Laramore Fishing Tournament. So it was Saturday. Uh, Mike come over and pick me up at 8. The tournament didn't start till 11. But he wanted to get out there early to get his spot and uh, pre-fish it a little bit or something. Uh, we were He was going to go out there and pre-fish it on Thursday. And my dumb ass, I sharpened his blades for him, but I put him on fucking wrong. He got out there and he's like, bro, I can't drill a hole. It won't cut ice at all. I was like, my bad. Well, he just ended up buying new blades for it anyway. And I'm putting these fucking blades on and I barely touched one and it sliced me open. Like, pretty good. Fucking things were crazy sharp. Crazy sharp. Sharper than I could fucking sharpen them. I can sharpen a pretty good blade. Okay, back to the fishing tournament. So, we head out. We're getting out there and you can drive on the ice. It's got damn near two feet of ice out there. I think it was like 18 to, 18 to 20 inches of ice. So we're out there and uh, <clears throat> there's not, they didn't, sometimes they plow snow on lakes. They like make little roads on the lakes. If you guys aren't from North Dakota or know anything about ice fishing, uh, they will like plows will go out there and plow roads on the lake for people to drive around without getting stuck. Well, nobody really plowed anything. Uh, the snow was probably like four inches deep and it had this really hard crust on top. Well, Mike's expeditions, four wheel drive and shit. We didn't have a problem. Well, all of a sudden, all these people started showing up with these, even, they were just even little all-wheel drive, like SUV type, all, what do they call them, like crossovers? Uh, they're a little smaller than an SUV, if you ask me. Like, one was that Jeep, is it a Jeep Renegade, or, anyway, they're, 
they might be all wheel drive, but it doesn't fucking matter when you're bottoming out and you and you're high centering it, and then underneath all that snow is ice, like fucking pure ice. You're on a lake, so once you start spinning, you're done. You're done. So there's like full size trucks getting stuck out there and everything because people just don't know how to drive in the snow. And I'm not hating on people that get stuck and you don't know how to drive in the snow. I've been driving it my whole life, and I feel like it's a uh, it's a skill. It is definitely a skill. Uh, you know, and, and sometimes that skill doesn't even matter if you're on ice and you hit a patch of ice or you just, you just fuck up, you know, but I feel like I'm a pretty good driver. I've been driving since I was, got my license at 14, uh, learned how to drive a stick shift at nine and could, yeah. So, and that was the first car I learned on. So I started, I drove cars at nine and stuff and so on. And we would drive, like we'd go out hunting and dad'd be like, go get the vehicle and drive it over, drive it around wherever. Those are the scariest fucking things I've ever talked about this before. So we'll be out hunting, coon hunting. And we'll be in like, we'll fall, we'll be following the dogs down the creek. And sometimes you'll go, you'll go a mile down, uh, following the dogs, uh, shooting raccoons out of trees and, and just the dogs will just keep hunting. You know, once you shoot a coon out, they'll thrash it for a while and then they run off and go hunting again. And well, eventually dad is like, well, he sends one of the boys back to get the vehicle. He's like, you need to go back and get the vehicle. And I'm like, oh, so me at fucking 10 years old, all alone in the dark. I have a fucking, I don't know if you guys know the flashlights back then. Dude, if we had the flashlights we had today, like the cop flashlights, I can't think of what the, some of the names of them are. <clears throat> and oh my God, man, like my. Dude, back in the day, the best light my dad had was that he he put this big-ass battery pack that was probably like five by five and then two inches thick at least, and he put it on a belt and he'd have it on his side. That thing had to be heavy and just, I mean, it wasn't crazy heavy, but to have it belted to you, it, it's probably so awkward. And then there's a cord that runs out of it, and he had it run up his back, and he had a hat that would hook the the headlamp into his hat. And he would have a headlight like that or whatever. And it was a sweet light. It was really nice. It was just so bulky and awkward compared to the type of shit they have nowadays. I got one of these cheap, I got like a $10 light from Home of Economy. One of the ones that strap around your head, turns different colors, has LED, and then has like a direct light. Well, the direct light on it for a $10 flashlight now was better than that fucking flashlight my dad had on his head back in the day. And then we'd be running around with like these big orange flashlights with like a bunch of D-cell batteries or that six-volt battery they had that I don't even know if they use anymore. And you'd be running along with this fucking flashlight, man. And you could only imagine like a kid's mind out there. There was nothing out there. In South Dakota, I could run into a pack of coyotes, maybe, but they're not going to be anywhere near the area because the dogs just ran through there and there's no fucking pack of coyotes out there, okay? But I'm just trying to think in South Dakota, like what could possibly get me you know, a little kid if they're out in the middle of the woods by themselves? There ain't much, man. I can't think of. You're probably more likely to get bitten by a stray dog out there than anything else. There ain't shit out there that can hurt you. My dad said he got chased by a possum once. But fuck that possum, dude. I'll kick him right in his fucking face. But as a 10-year-old, it'd be pretty scary, right? It'd be like this big-ass rat chasing you through the fucking woods. Well, anyway... You would, you would take off running, man. You weren't, you weren't walking through the woods to go back to the vehicle. You were on a fucking full sprint, smacking your flashlight every five seconds to make sure to turn it back on. And then this, and, it, and you'd be tripping over shit and falling down, pop back up and just keep going. 
and you would just you'd see the vehicle and you would be fucking running for it and jump in and just sit there and catch your breath for a minute <laughs> and then you had to teach yourself how to drive <laughs> now i knew by that point you'd use the ford bronco and uh yeah the bronco which is automatic so Drive around the mile to pick dad up or you drive down the field and figure out how to get to where they are. So like dad wouldn't even tell you how to do it. He'd be like, just bring the vehicle. And you're like, do I go around the mile or are we closer if I come in from the other side? Is there an approach that I can drive into in this field? Uh, If I follow up, you know, if you follow like a little grass trail where somebody drove before, like how far does it go? Are you going to run into some fence line and then you got to turn around and figure it's just fucking crazy. I had to figure all this shit out when I was 10. And then you did it wrong and dad will whoop your ass. Dad never whooped our ass. He was nice. But he'll give you some shit, though. He'll yell at you a little bit. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Get the get out of there. And he'll smack you around a little. <laughs> now, I had an awesome dad growing up. He taught me so much shit. I'm so lucky. But, yeah, I'm just saying, like, as a 10... Dude, I was I, I was scared in the wintertime, or any time at night when I was growing up. Uh, the house... We lived out in the country. We have the house, and then it's probably, like, 40, 50 yards to the sheds in the back. And anytime at night, I would run from the house to those sheds because the creek line was right there. And I was always afraid that something was going to come out of the creek and eat me, <laughs> like a wolf or something. I don't know. I was always, uh, kids are scared of weird shit, you know? The dark, the basement. <laughs> Just all sorts of stuff. Anyway, the dog was coming down the stairs and I was like, what the fuck is that noise? It's the dog. Take a drink of my coffee, you guys. Uh, I really haven't been paying attention that much to politics. I just know it's it's a fucking shit show. Oh, did I tell you guys? I'll tell you guys some crazy shit, dude. I think artificial intelligence... I think I brought this up a little bit before. I think artificial intelligence has already... It's already taken over. And it's causing uh, people to be divided. Uh, it's causing people to be angry, hate... And who knows how long it'll, it'll go on for because artificial intelligence does not care about time. Time is of the essence to them, whatever that means. I don't even know if that means anything. Time means nothing to them because uh, once the AI is in the system, like it's, it, just, it doesn't care. Like it'll just take its time. Making us kill each other is what will happen. But the thing is, is they got to avoid, they got to avoid like nuclear war and stuff too though, right? Like if the planet gets decimated, the AI isn't going to survive either. So do they even think like that? I don't know. I don't know. But all I'm saying is I think artificial intelligence has already taken over and they want to wipe us out or set us back or do something. I don't know what they want. I don't know what they'd want to do with us. Would they just want to destroy, get rid of all of us? They're like, look at these little fucking water balloons or blood balloons running around that just all they do is fight with each other and jerk off and whatever. (laughs) So, I don't know. I think AI is already in the system. I think they're the ones fucking with us. And we're like, it's Russian bots, it's Chinese bots, it's da-da-da-da-da. Artificial intelligence, that's what I'm, I'm fucking dying on that hill. Dying on it. And I think we made it. I think we created it through an al- algorithm. We made an algorithm. The algorithm, it got smart. Started thinking on its own. Bam. I don't know, dude. I'm making shit up. I'm not smart whatsoever. I just got a big mouth. I like to talk. Uh, yeah. Dude, did I even finish? I didn't even fucking finish the ice fishing story whatsoever, dude. And that was like 10 minutes ago. 
ice fishing. Mike, Saturday, out on the ice. Uh, we get on his spot in nine and a half feet of water. And we should have went deeper for sure. We just set up there. We're just kind of, I don't know. We were planning on moving, but there were so many people out there that we were like, ah, let's just sit here in this one spot. And probably caught 30 perch, little ones, not even one worth really keeping. A couple maybe you could have kept if you wanted. We, um, I was just sitting there like, don't, don't, don't say anyway or whatever for a verbal pause. And then I said something and um, right after it. To be conscious of how you speak, like pronunciation, verbal pauses, takes a lot, like a lot of practice. And maybe it's because I'm not, uh, I don't do enough or I think I do plenty of podcasts. I'm just not consistent enough is the word I'm looking for, maybe. If I was more consistent, if I prepped a little more, uh, it would make me more confident in the podcast. But you guys know if I get notes, I just don't even, don't even... I don't know. Most of them I don't follow them. The last time I was just checking things off as I covered them, and it was a good. It was good. It was it was good. Well, we get in our spot. We catch a bunch of perch. But while we were out there, oh, Mike caught a couple little northerns. Anyway, we while we were out there, vehicles were getting stuck left and right, and people are trying to push them out and dig dig wherever. Well, I have to go over there and show all these people how you dig a car out. If you guys want to know. You're stuck, right? And if you're high-centered, you're in trouble. High-centered means that your vehicle is actually sitting on the snow uh, and your tires aren't on the ground. So you're not definitely not going to get any traction. But these vehicles, they weren't necessarily high-centered. And I, I go over there and I go, you have to clear the wheels out. So behind, so when the wheels start spinning, they bury themselves. And so behind the wheel, like the tracks, you're just going to dig out a nice track where the, where the vehicle's going to, where the wheel has to go. Move the snow out of the way where the wheel's going. So you dig out in front and back of all the wheels, front and back of all the wheels, and go forward, back, whatever you got to do to get out, and that's all you do, man. It's not, it's not that hard. Uh, high center is fucking different. You can get out of high center with a shovel, but you got to be, you got to dig out all the snow underneath your car, and it is a mofo. But I mean, if you have no other choice, you have a shovel, but nobody to pull you out. I guess this is the deal. Uh, but yeah, it was just interesting. And, and the funny thing is the people I was helping were, they were basers. They were in the Air Force. And none of them were from like a northern tier, northern state or wherever. So it's all their first time ice fishing. It was their first time being on a lake. It was just, I tried, I made the joke. I'm like, do these people know they're driving on a lake right now? Because people are getting stuck all over. It was a good time though, good time. Uh, we didn't measure any fish. Uh, I won at the raffle. I won a tip up. And a tiny little tackle box, like a jig box. That's about it, man. And then uh, while we were out there, it snowed a whole bunch on us. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get home. And I wonder. I was like wondering if I got home that night, if I should go out and start snow blowing, or just wait till Sunday to do it. Well, I'm glad I went out because even yesterday I was out till 6 o'clock snow blowing for people. But Saturday night I went out. After I got back Saturday night, I went out and did quite a few houses. Eight? Eight driveways, sidewalks, and then yesterday I did four or five. <laughs> but I love it, you guys. I really do. I have this route, man. When it snows, I just have these people that I go check on. Some pay me, some don't. I don't care. Uh, there's a guy over on 9th that started um, snow blowing his neighbor's driveways, and he actually took one of the houses that I did. He just he took it, and he's doing it now, which is awesome. I don't have to do it. 
and he lives right there and he's got an awesome snowblower too. So, and he, he actually approached me and said that I'm motivating him to help other people and hopefully we can get more people involved. And he said he knows people that want to help too. So man, you guys, if we all just start helping each other, when helping other people makes you feel good, uh, getting help, uh, relieves stress and makes you feel good. Uh, get out there and help each other. Uh, if, if you're religious and you believe in, in God and, and going to heaven and doing good, like you should definitely, if you have a snowblower and your neighbor doesn't and you're not helping them out, maybe you don't like your fucking neighbor. Maybe they're assholes. But all I'm saying is snow, you know, help them out. If you got a snowblower and your neighbor doesn't, I understand if your snowblower is a smaller one and a piece of crap. I see people snowblowing all the time with a piece of shit, but hey, you do what you got to do. If I didn't have Mike to give me his big snowblower, the one I got out in the garage isn't very big and it would definitely take me a lot more time to do driveways, but I am so blessed to have Mike let me use his uh, snowblower as long as I snowblow his driveway. Or he said he would even do it, but he don't care, man. We, we're like, I let him use my boat. I let him use so much shit. I, you know, I give him, what is it? The blanket off my back? The shirt off my back. Why the fuck is he blanket? What the fuck is wrong with me? But, uh, I don't know. Help each other, you guys. That's all there is to it. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I, I just, I just like helping people so much that I don't, I don't expect anything in return. Like I said, some of these people don't say thank you and I don't get upset about it or take it personal, but then you're like, it's just sad that people just, I'm sure they appreciate it. I don't know. They got their own shit going on. You know, maybe they forgot to thank the fucking snowblower guy. It's okay. It's all right. So now like, dude, I was, I was going to make like erotic novels. <laughs> I know this just went left turn real quick. Erotic novels of like, uh, the tra- what was it? The trailer park guy? The lawn guy at the trailer park? Or the trailer park maintenance guy? Or lawn guy, whatever, but erotic novels while you're mowing their lawn and uh, the woman of the house. Or guy, whatever you're into. Maybe, you know, you can do erotic novels and make them gay and you can, and you can be straight, right? Can you write gay erotic erotica? And be straight. Maybe. I feel like you don't have the... You wouldn't have the... Uh, the... Expertise. Like you... You know, if you are straight... Like you don't know... Unless you fucking do a bunch of gay porn research. Or have... You know... I mean... Get some gay friends and talk to them. And see what kind of... You know, what they can give you. But... <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was ridiculous. That's my mind, you guys. It gets... It gets fucking dirty in here. And I know I got family and friends and stuff that listen to this. And I'm like, I better, you know, I don't know. Actually, if you're family and friends, then you know I'm a fucking perv and like to come up with dirty ass jokes and think of sick ass shit. But I try to keep it a little more PG-13 here. Uh, more, I don't know. Maybe rated R sometimes. But life is good, you guys, no matter what. Uh, the boil on my leg is almost gone. I think I mentioned it. I was asking Robin. I'm like, did I talk about the last podcast? And I think I brought the boil up, right? Ingrown hair, zit, whatever it was, wouldn't pop, got bigger, got infected, blah, 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 blah. Why do everything, why do, why do I get so infected? Am I disgusting? Am I gross? Probably. I was starting, I was in, thinking of some joke stuff yesterday about me being gross. I forgot what it was already. Should have wrote it down. I think it's, Dude, I thought of the best like one-liner joke the other day, and I didn't write it down, and I forgot. Got to write it down, you guys. Uh, get out there, help each other. I, 
I don't I don't sit here and try to be this motivational speaker guy or whatever. I don't feel like I'm a role model and all that. That's the bad self-esteem, dude, right? I need to I need to think better about myself. It just it's weird, man. It doesn't it, it seems like bragging, right? Like I am a great guy. I'm out there helping people that can't do it uh, because I am blessed with a truck and a snowmobile. <laughs> Snowblower! I wish I had a snowmobile. As soon as I said that, I'm like, why did I say that? You know, I mean, I guess I am a good guy, but part of me, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't feel that way out there. It's just, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. I don't know how to, I don't know how to brag about myself. Uh, there are, there are definitely aspects of my life that I could improve on. I def, sometimes I don't feel like the best father. Uh, my kids are older, don't really need dad in their life every day, but maybe they do. I don't know. I see them plenty. I pick Davey up from school all the time. We hang out. Oh, shit. I mean, Davey went to Jackass, you guys. The new Jackass movie is ridiculous. And be ready for the, for more, for the most full frontal male nudity that you've ever seen in your life. Dicks after dicks after balls. The opening scene's a dick monster. So ridiculous. But fucking hilarious. Like gut-busting hilarious. Like my stomach hurt. So fucking bad. Oh, man. So. All right, you guys. That does it uh, for the Monday Dave cast. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for checking in on me. And until next time, wait. Dave's Podcast one at gmail.com. If you guys want to hit me up, Dave's Podcast one at gmail.com. And then, Jesus, Funny Welder on Instagram and Dave's Podcast on Facebook, Dave Helmbrecht on Facebook. And yeah, what was I? I was in my head right now. I'm just getting, I'm trying to get shit out while in my head I'm like, dude, Dave's Podcast and the, num and the number one at gmail.com. Maybe I've been putting out, maybe you think it's Dave's Podcast and, and, the, and one spelt out. No, Dave's Podcast number one at gmail.com. Hit me up anywhere, you guys, and ask me some shit. Be like, dude, talk about this. I know some of you have in the past, and I might have missed it and didn't ask and didn't talk about it, but I don't know. You guys know what it's like being in this head of mine. Uh, it's a blessing and a curse. Like I, I feel like it's a blessing because I can I come up with a lot of cool ideas. Uh, it, it just it helps, but then at the same time, my mind goes crazy and I'm all over the place, and I don't get shit done some days, or I get I get a lot of things. Not done. Okay, so I, I do a lot of things, but none of it gets done. Does that make sense? Some of it gets done. Anyway, I fixed my truck, you guys. It looks it still looks a little tweaked, but I fixed the front end. I still got to get the passenger door open and whatnot, but it fucking works. It drives. It does great. I'm blessed to have it. Well, anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Uh, we have a great uh, UFC fight card coming up on Saturday. Hopefully this week I can sit down and uh, talk about MMA or whatever. Maybe I'll get a guest on. Maybe I think Jesus should be done with wrestling. Fucking G, Dave needs G, Dave needs Jesus. I like it. And we're gonna do some more of those too. If you want to be on my podcast, let me know. That's all I ever ask. Um, the people out there just waiting for me to ask, dude. I'm, I might not. I don't know. Can't wait. If you want to be on here, you want to talk about some shit. Want to bullshit? Am I just rambling at this point? You're always rambling. This whole podcast is me rambling. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Till next time.